for which? Past up before me. Are they thief? Our left for thief. Past up before me. Are they lie? Our left for lie. Past up before me. Are they smoke? Our left for smoke. Past up before me. Are they drink? Our left for drink. Past up before me. Are they chuck? Our left for chuck. Past up before me. Are they cuts and our left for cuts. Welcome to the Uncut 90. I'm your host, Dolakwa, and I'm here with a few special guests and analysts. Lil Pep, George, a.k.a. Lil Pep, is here. Lil Pep! Must be nice. Wax is here. Wax in the building. Let's go. And I'm seeing... I'm never going to say it. It's Emeka. Emeka is here as well. Yeah, you already know, man. You already know, man. G-Max, the only G-Max, the king of Biafra. You know. Mm. All right, mm. Biafran okay. boys. <laughs> Biafran boys. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, let's just talk about the, the biggest or the most recent game that has happened uh, involving APL, which would be the Community Shield. Um, a game between Austin and Liverpool. And Mika, I'm going to start with you. Did you get a chance to see that game? And just how did that game go? Were you surprised by the final result? Yeah, I definitely watched the game from start to finish. You know, thanks for letting me go first, deservedly so, given that I'm the only Arsenal fan on the panel. Uh, definitely saw the game. Uh, very inspiring performance from the boys. We definitely dominated the game for the most part until, like, you know, I would say maybe the 60th to 70th minutes when Liverpool decided to, you know, start playing better, you know. But ultimately, I thought the boys played well. Midland Niles just bullied Mane, basically, for the most part. Aubameyang obviously was clutch with that finish. It was a finesse. You know, he's a good finesse. You know, Wembley is basically London, which is basically home for us. So, you know, it was not a big deal. You know, he turns up in Wembley for us, you know. So, yeah, man, kudos to Arteta. He has played only a few games. And so look at that, two titles already. You know, FA Cup, you know, Community Shield. And we're looking at, you know, winning the season, this season. So, you know... I mean, I'm just saying. Ultimately, man, kudos to kudos to the Arsenal boys, man. I mean, it's not uncommon for us to win titles, as you guys know. So, uh, yeah, man, just 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 it was a great game. I thought it was a good game. Okay, okay. How how would you rate Aubameyang's performance? I saw you trying to kind of uh, curve his performance, talking about he was basically at home, but it sounds like he had a really good game, you know? No, I mean, so that's the thing. You give credit where credit is due, you know. Ultimately. Everybody knows that Oba can score goals. That's what he does. You know, he's a goal-scoring guy. You know, was the entirety of his performance world-class? Uh, maybe not necessarily. But in that very clutch moment when we needed that kind of caliber of finish, did he deliver? He absolutely did. And so we are very grateful. And so I'll give him like a the eight and a half out of ten performance that day. You know, obviously there were things that, you know, you know, he could have done better with. But for the most part, I thought he was an excellent was an excellent player to have on that day. You know, I'm not trying to shade him. He's my boy. You know, as you know, he's a Biafran boy. You know, so. How do you feel? How do you feel? Make I go back to you. How do you feel this um, projects going into the season? Do you think that this means you're about to have a pretty good season, or is it just a random game that has no bearing on the season whatsoever? Yo, that's a great point, man. Honestly, like if the boys can capitalize on this silverware that they are continually winning apparently like i think it gives them that ginger you know ginger is not easy to come by in the epl you know you have to have a reason for having the ginger you know and this one i think is giving us ginger so ultimately i do think that we will definitely contest for top four this season you know i think 
we will definitely start the season very well. Unfortunately, I think we have a tough fixture not too long from now. Oh, our first game is against Fulham, I think, actually. So, And it's at Fulham. So, anyways, that's a relegation-battling team. Or, well, not a relegation, a team that just came up, really, and will likely be a relegation-battling team. But ultimately, you know, that's a, a good fixture to start with, I think. You know, start with the small boys. Use it to build your confidence. And then later, when you have that confidence, you use it to face Man City. You beat Man City. You beat Liverpool. You know, we've been beating all the top teams. So if we can beat them, as we have shown, then why is it beyond us to win the league? That's what I'm saying. And so I do see us taking this into the league, starting well and finishing strong. Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to let it go for now that you're telling us Arsenal is going to be competing for top four. You know, we'll, we'll come back around and talk more no, about he, that. No, he, he said Arsenal is winning the league. He didn't even say competing for top four. He said, wait, wait, make I say you're winning the league. Sorry, I'm like a little distracted here. You're winning the league, that's what you think? But you just heard me say we're going to compete for top four, right? <laughs> you just yeah. heard me like, is it impossible to win the league given that we've just been beating Liverpool and Man City left, right and centre anyhow? No, no is it impossible? Did we not beat Chelsea? Now look at everybody panicking, running to go and sign everybody in the markets. But us, we're not panicking. We're taking our time. Uh, we're okay. taking our time. I mean, we'll get to signings eventually. I want to talk about that, but... To answer your point, to, answer, uh, your, to, to address your, your statements, Dolapo, ultimately, I would like for you to start showing Arsenal some respect. The fact that I said I watch it, we're going to contest for top four should not be something crazy. You know that Arsenal has only not finished top four in like two seasons or in, in the entirety of the club's history. Wow. What was last Dolapo, season? Dolapo, let's move forward. Now. Two, or three no, two or three seasons. Max. No, no, I, I don't. I, I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> the number keeps going up. But I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you about that for now. Wes, I want you to tell me about this game from Liverpool's perspective. Um, uh, yeah, tell me what you think about Liverpool's performance in this game and what this means for their season. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, say that this guy is falling down, but maybe, maybe like the ceiling is falling down. I don't know. Like when you when you go on, like, such a historic run as they've gone, like, this run started in, like, 2018, so it's been, they've been balling at an insane level for a very long time, and they have achieved their goals, they have hit their targets, they won the Champions League, they won the Premier League, mind-blowing, 30 years, amazing. Now, generally, like, psychology will tell you that, you know, the dip is coming, you know? So, are we seeing the dip? It looks like um, we might be seeing a little bit of a dip, especially when, you know, they are not freshening up the squad. You know, when you need to bring in new faces, guys that have not experienced the things that other guys have experienced and are hungry to come in to add energy and fuel to the team. To remind those other guys that have experienced those things that look, you know, like shit is still happening, like wake up. So it seems that's the that's the feeling I'm getting from them right now. Like they're in that kind of dip set, you know. Shout out to Cameron and them, you know, in that phase real quick. And, um, they need to make signings. The season is about to start. They they need to freshen up the the squad a little bit, just to keep people on their toes. Just to be like, hey guys, yeah, we've accomplished this stuff, but we we got still bolo. You know, so right, that's right. Uh, that's my that's my thing with Liverpool right now. So let's see what happens. Let's see if they sign anybody. They they sign two random guys. Like those guys are not squad changing players. So they need to make like a real signing. Like you know. Yeah. So. 
And then also, also, I think I, I make I was saying something about ginger. You know, look, if you go to Food for Less now, you can see ginger anywhere. So, like in Walmart, is in, is in ginger is in so many places. So you can it's find it. Nice yeah, very cheap. Okay, okay, fair enough. I think that we've probably given enough time to the community shield. As much as you know, it's celebrated or whatever. It's not really that important in my opinion. Um, but I do think it's an interesting thing you said about Liverpool. Um and just how they need to refresh their squad. And one thing we want to talk about is the upcoming season and how we see things or, uh, see things going. So, George, I'm going to come to you with this. Uh, we're going to jump around a little bit. But what do you think the season is going to be like for Liverpool? Um, the defending champs, your defending champs, you know, they bested your team, your guys. Do you think they can do it again? Uh, first off, they are not my defending champions. <laughs> well, before we, before we move away from the community shield, I'd like to, like, Point to Emeka that um, Ateta played a three, a three-five-two formation, and he beat, uh, yeah, yeah, he beat Klopp back to back with that same formation. Uh, I just want to put that out there. But moving on from that, Liverpool. I mean, the whole of last season, I've been saying that these guys just like the FA basically tried to just hand them the league. That was, that was basically what happened last season. So if they want to prove to people like myself that you know they were actually worthy um, champions last season, they have to do it again this season. And based on the way the uh, after the restart, the way they've been playing, it doesn't even look like Liverpool could compete for top four. It doesn't even look like that because when you look at when you look at the teams, like Man City is about to buy Koulibaly, like Chelsea has. But players, even United, United, I, I thought they could not sign a player about to sign Donny Van der Beek. And then you have Spurs, like, making court signings and Donhurt or Doherty and all those players. I don't see how Liverpool is going to keep up with that. I really don't see how. Like, people are going to figure them out. They're, they're spamming the bar. Even Arsenal, that has a leaky defense. It's, they almost kept a clean sheet. Like, they had to score off a ricochet. You know, Liverpool had to rely on a ricochet to score their goal. So people are getting to know the way they play. People are figuring them out. And they have the same players. They have the same front line. They have the same defense. Nothing has changed. So I don't see how Liverpool is going to even make top four next season. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to come back to that. I know that you're giving us a lot of of things to talk about. But I want to go in a specific order. So I'm writing it down. You don't think they're going to make top four. You think it's going to be hard for them. We'll talk more about that. Um, before we delve too much into the next EPL season, though, I do want to talk about the Champions League final for a quick second, since we haven't talked about it since it happened. Um, it was a game between Bayern and PSG. People have somehow forgotten about that game. It was a pretty solid game, maybe not as exciting or as um, filled with goals as people, people might have expected. I think Bayern didn't play the high line they've been playing previously, so on and so forth. But Bayern pulled through, they got the win. Um, I know I said on, that, on the last episode that PSG was potentially going to win. Um, so I am potentially wrong, or I was potentially wrong. Um, but watch, I'm going to come to you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, because <laughs> you were definitely wrong. I don't know what is potentially this, potentially that. Like, yeah, you, you don't have potential, but yeah. But anyway, yeah, um, I actually enjoyed the game. I thought it was a very, very good game. There were chances. Yeah, there were no goals, but it was, there were periods where it was end-to-end. You know, I think... Bayern actually started the game a bit more nervous to me. 
and then um then PSG did like they were misplacing they would get to the final third and they were, they were over, overhitting like their final passes for some reason and PSG looked the better team for most of the first half you know before Bayern kind of came back into it Manuel Neuer made some very very good saves to to keep Bayern in the game you know um Mbappe should have scored once or twice I mean uh Di Maria should have scored. Like there was a good the PSG were just it looked like they could score a goal, but you know, as we know, you don't take your chances against the beast, the beast of Bavaria, the Bayern. Like you, 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 you're gonna go, you're gonna get clapped, and like that's what happened. Second half they came out and and clapped. So when um they they said who was gonna win Champions League, of course. The one and only, the true Wasgard, Nasgard, Gundabad, told you guys that Bayern would win. And then look at what happened. Bayern won. So I'm just here to toot my own horn, to rub my own back, you know, to blow my own trumpet. You know, that I, I, I made such a classic, great prediction. So, yeah. No, no, no. Congrats on that. You know, that, Thank that was you. a good call. Um, George, I'm going to ask you a question about this game because I watched the game with, you know, some people. And at the end of the game, we had this argument, conversation, debate. And it basically centered around Neymar and how he performed in that game. Um, do you think that he performed poorly in the final? And do you think that he gets a pass? Because that was basically the, the notion I was very brought up was we Neymar does a lot of nothing and people hype him. Do you agree with that sentiment? What do you think about that? As an ex, uh, as a Barcelona fan, and uh, Neymar is an ex Barcelona player. Like that final alone, um, I did not think. I thought I think like he did not play to the level that everyone was expecting him to play to. Like he really did not do much that final. I'll say that. But that aside, he still created chances. Like he still gave Mbappe a one v one. I think, yeah, he gave Mbappe like two 1v1s or something like that. Like, he was not as, you know, impactful, like, the way he was against Atlanta, the way he was against uh, RB Leipzig. He was not, like, I don't know, he just ghosted on that game. It was it was a really bad game from him. But saying that he does a lot of nothing and he gets gassed up because he does a lot of nothing, that's actually false. Like, the guy does a lot. Like, the guy is really good. And the fact that he's in the French League is not helping, you know, it's not helping what people are saying about him. If the guy was, yeah, if he was in the EPO or La Liga, a league that was more televised and a league that a lot, a lot more people watched, they'll probably see what he does. But in a game, a final like that where he ghosted, it may, like it gives people the chance to come up with, you know, those conclusions that oh, Neymar is the guy that you know he does all of nothing and blah blah blah. But like the guy was fit, like the first time he was fit. For PSG since that transfer, he they made it all the way to the final. Like that was the first time. Like you can't, you cannot discredit the guy for doing that. Like the guy is good. Like, and at one of his stats, he's he's played what fifty nine games, and scored about scored and assisted well, fifty eight times or something like that. The guy is really good. I don't understand why people just keep under underestimating the guy's potential. But, yeah. And Mick, I want to ask you this because George kind of brought up a good point of while it's possible for a player to not perform well on a certain day, we can still look past that and say, hey, we know he's a good player. He performs every other time, so we're not going to judge him. 
I know that you had some some interesting things to say about Mbappe before the game, during the game, and after the game. And I just was hoping you'd share with us your thoughts on Mbappe as a player because I don't know if everyone would agree with that. Yeah, uh, no problem. Right before I do that, I would like to speak on the Neymar uh, stuff. So it is critical for us to all accept that soccer is not a, a one, one-man sport. It's a team sport. Yes. Team sport. And so... Yes, I understand that certain players excel and are technically gifted and therefore, you can say, are better than the rest of the players. But on a game, on that day, as much as we all wanted Neymar to step up, we also equally wanted everybody else to step up. Mm. So I don't want us to put limelight on Neymar when, in fact, Mbappe's performance was equally abysmal. When Di Maria certainly should have scored the chance that he also had. When... Carrier was 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 whatever his name is, however you pronounce it. Koman was using him to to do samba. Koman was he was, he was Koman was just weaving through him, destroying him, making him look like a little like a boy, like a little just, boy. Just took him to the club real quick. Just 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 made the guy sit down like the guy. So ultimately, my point is that look, I don't want to even had Neymar played excellently with the performances that were coming from other players, the outcome likely would have still been the same. And that's my point. And so ultimately, it is without a doubt in my mind that Neymar is the third best player in the world. I mean, that's a factual statement for me. I know some people say it's Dowski, but for me, Dowski is a goal scorer and not much else. You know, like you never see Dowski giving like some mad through passes or creating chances or shit like that. Dowski just gets you those goals that you need and we appreciate him for that. But I will never put him above Neymar. Neymar is the third best player in the world right now. You know, so, you know, I'm talking about it. Let's talk about him with respect. I know people said that he didn't play well, but for me, he had a good game. That save that Noya made was an excellent save. That was an excellent save. Nah, he should have. Neymar should have finished that. To be honest, dude, he dude, you, you honestly think that that chance is easy to finish, but it is not for one. And two, that was on his left foot. But Neymar. Right. It's not. It's not easy. Emeka, I understand. Neymar is good. Trust me. I, I I also think he's also like either third or fourth best player in the world. I'll give him that. But that chance, that like in a stage like that, like this is what you were bought for. You feel me? This is why what you, well, like, you should finish a chance like so that. I, I disagree with that because one could say the same thing for any signing. I mean, I've seen Messi have bad games. I've seen Ronaldo have bad games. Ronaldo couldn't take Leon, uh, Juventus past Leon. You tell me that, oh, this is what he was signed for. He didn't live up to his name, blah, he blah, blah. Did. No, he did. He did his part. Like, Ronaldo's right, but, goals. But, but, and Neymar has done his part too. But ultimately, my point is Ronaldo did not do enough to get uh, Juventus uh, uh, above the hump there when he was required. And so are you going to now say, oh, uh, is this, do you think Ronaldo is a player that is uh, blah, 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 blah. No, let us give Neymar the credit that he's due and that's it. Move on. Don't bring negativity to his name. No, I'm not. But Emeka, no one is bringing negativity to his name. I'm the guy is good. I agree to that. The guy is but great. Saying, He's not good. There no, are a lot no, of good players. Bamiyang is good. I understand. I understand that. But I'm saying a chance like that, no matter like. George, I am telling you right now, that chance is not easy to finish. You have, is, you have, you have, you have your Bayern defenders chasing you down. You have, and these are not small boys. These are guys that are strong. If they make contact with him, he was going to lose the physical fight. He was going to lose that that, that 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 thing physically. So ultimately, he had to dispatch the ball as soon as he could. 
and unfortunately was on his left foot. Naturally, he didn't have the time to cut in and try and finesse with his right because he was being chased down and being marked. like so. And you have to look at the save itself again. You have to understand that it is okay to give keeper credits. That was not that was not a a poor finish. It was a good save. That's what it was. It's not. This it was, was, it was a great save. It was a great save. So, anyways, uh, moving on to Mbappe. Um, sorry, uh, as you guys know, you know Mbappe is not somebody that I rate too highly. I do not think that he's a bad player. I think that he's a good player. I just don't believe the hype. I don't see any ability that makes him so great. You know, he has his pace. We thank God for it. But his finishing is nothing like world-class. His heading ability is nothing world-class. His movement, okay, it's good, but it's not any... I've seen Michael if Charito's movement is better. Michael Lowen's movement was better. So ultimately, I'm saying that, like... Mbappe still has, for me at least, I know that he has a lot going for him because he has the World Cup under his belt, a lot of league ones uh, under his belt. But ultimately, I think that he still has a lot to show. And I don't want you guys to hype this kid and then later down the road you say, ah, Mbappe didn't perform. And then you guys will start to bring him down negativity as well. Let's forget this hype. They let us be honest here. The kid has not shown us much more than, than pace and, 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 and finishing every once in a while. Can he head? Can you guys tell me that he's a good headmaster? No. Can you guys tell me that he's of the ball? No. So ultimately, I think I think Mbappe is 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 still up and coming. He's not any better than Rashford, in my opinion. Maybe that's what that's what Hold on. So you are equally disrespecting Rashford by thinking that Mbappe is so much better. Of course, like the Rashford like made the spirit of the Lord come down. What's this? What's this? How can you say that he's not that much better? Are you are you kidding me? Like in Rashford my opinion, did. he is not that much better than Rashford. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Every, your okay. Seen, right. See, see, see. Everybody has opinions. Dolapo, can, opinion. I about life? can I teach something about life? Dolapo. Please, see, right? Dolapo, in this life, you just have to... They say real, real Gs move in silence, right? Real Gs move in silence. There's a way that you have to move in this life. There's a way you have to move in this life, Dolapo, where all of a sudden you look fantastic when in fact you're not necessarily so. That's why till today we can talk about the likes of uh, O'Shea winning Champs League and, and Prem. This guy just moved. He was in a club that backed him. People were performing day in, day out around him. And so as a result, it made him look good. Ultimately, look away. Let me make my point. Let me make my point, Dolapo. Yeah, yeah, but make your, make your point with fact, please. Let's use yeah, the yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah, let me make my point. So my point ultimately is this. Dolapo, this guy won the World Cup, correct? And yes, his performances in the World Cup were great. But I will tell you this, that that French squad was well-oiled. They played fantastic football. That's why everybody could put a performance that day. Golo Kante would be running up and down the whole place. Everybody, Pavard, blasting ball, top left-hand corner. Like, there was just a wow factor with that team. And to be honest, Mbappe thrived off of it. Likewise, PSG. PSG is the best team in France. Are they not? They have Neymar here. They have Icardi here. They have Angel Di Maria here. They have uh, Verratti here. They have studs. Star. This is star-studded team. Obviously, Mbappe is going to look good on this team. Yo, yo you, you do know he played. You, you do know he played for Monaco, right? 
I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. When he came through at 17, 18, scoring goals at Monaco, anyhow, led them to the title. Guys, guys, let's relax with this. This is happening. You guys are so fascinated by it. No problem, right? I equally saw Theo Walcott coming in at 17, 18, taking the ball from our half, running, and this was against Liverpool. I don't know if you guys remember this game, where he took the ball, literally ran with the ball, dribbled everybody, and then passed to Adibayo. Did he lead Arsenal to the league? Did he lead Arsenal to the league? And Mbappe consistently put him off the mask. And led Monaco to the league. Hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Wes, Wes, I want to get you, give you a chance to speak now. So, Emeka has told us everything he thinks on Mbappe. His statement of Mbappe is barely better than Rashford. seems to be the big sticking point, right? Um... So I'm going to ask you, were you agreeing with the things we were saying before that in terms of Mbappe has a lot to show, you know, his game is just all pace and maybe a little bit of finishing, and then follow up with why you think that it's a ridiculous statement to say that he's barely better than Rashford? Of course, Mbappe still has a lot to show. Like, he needs, for me, he chose, like, the easy move out. You know, that move to PSG, that's, it's just too easy. You know, like, you need to keep growing as a player. You need a real challenge. For me, I was surprised he didn't leave that league. What have you... You have accomplished everything. If if you win the the league, the French league, like, and you're about to move on, you don't go to PSG where all you do is win more French leagues. You, you leave. You go to Real Madrid. You go to Barcelona. You go to one of the top teams in England. And he had the, all these opportunities to him. He decided to go to PSG. So, for me, he made the wrong move. And I think he's stalling because of that like you need to move on to a bigger better challenge to you know get yourself to get to the next level so they, they're playing i know um somebody made a post after there were two french teams in the semi-finals he i think it was Mbappe himself he said ah they they call us farmers league but the uh-huh. truth is it's a farmers league it's a former the competition is just not the same the UEFA coefficients even back it up. The competition is not the same as Spain. It's not the same as England. So you need to graduate. Like you've, you were the highest goal scorer, Monaco. You won the league. Like move on. He didn't do that. He remained in the league. Went to PSG. Teamed up with Neymar. Best team. Like you They start every game knowing they will win. They allow teams score them, and then they will score four. You know yeah. they are just joking. They are playing. So. That's not the kind of mentality that carries over to these tough games, to these difficult games. So he's stalling. He still has a lot to show. I feel like he's stalling as a player. But we cannot now say he's not better than Rashford. Lord, God. Like, that's <laughs> an, abo- it's an, it's an abomination. I said he's slightly better than Rashford. Slightly. It is, it is I, not I slight. It is not slight. Like, you're... Uh, are you going to insult us that we are not watching these people play slight? Come on, man. That's very... So, what? Then you don't want to bring, oh, the French team was good. The French team was good. Yeah, the team can be good. The player still has to perform. Like, oh, do you think Do you think the best player... Do you think he, he, he's, he's supposed to go to some WAG team and then lead them to walk up? Like, come on. That team was good. And that World Cup, he was the best player. The reason why they won... Is because of his penetrative skills on the ball. Yes. He gets on the ball, he runs, he takes on defenders, he's fearless, and then he scores. He will get the ball, he shoots. Look at, come on, they destroyed Argentina, destroyed Croatia because of him. So, yeah, the team is solid. 
They have good midfielders, but many teams have solid defenses on good midfielders. You know, but he he took the game on his back. He would take the ball and run from midfield. He destabilized defenses. They didn't know how to handle him. So that woke up. He was the best player in a team of excellent players, as you've mentioned. So my hope for him is that he leaves PSG because he will not grow there. He will stagnate there and maybe regress to the point where somebody will say that he's not, he's just slightly better than Rashford. Come on. Come on. And he's even telling me, I'm a United fan. I know when you watch football, you see that Rashford is not good. He is not good. Let's just call it a spade a spade. Like, Emeka, you like calling a spade a spade, right? Today, we're going to call a spade a spade. That guy is not good at football. He has, I say it all the time, he has everything else. The work ethic, amazing. Discipline. Manchester kid, he has so much going for him that he's, he's using to his advantage. He works so hard. He says the right things. He goes, he feeds all the children, feeds all the uh, mother and the children, the uncles, the aunties. He feeds everybody. The black light, everything. He has everything going for him. But when we're just talking about football, when you see him make runs, you can tell, like, my guy has no football IQ. So my hope for him is that he learns and he grows because if he keeps on doing what he's doing, he will be in two years. He will be a nothing player. So no, we cannot come. We cannot wow. say him, he's he's, nothing player. Absolutely, he's going to go the way of Danny Welbeck. He's going to go the way of the Walcott, oh. All those guys that become nothing. So we cannot say that Mbappe is slightly better. Mbappe is head and shoulders above Rashford. Oh, okay, so I, I think that you're you're a little bit heavy-handed with the way you're treating Rashford. I want to ask George, even though I know George is also a Rashford hater, but I, before I ask you, George, let me just interject because David would want me to interject here. For as much as we are like bashing Rashford now, which I don't understand, um, he's actually improved in the, within the last season or so, and I don't think that he's at risk of becoming a nothing player. Um, I, I think that's probably a bit too harsh like to compare him to Danny Welbeck I think is really harsh uh, but George real quick your thoughts on the comparison or the idea of even daring to compare Mbappe to Rashford um, do you think that there's any credence to it first of you cannot like it should we should not even be discussing this we should not even be giving this any airtime. <laughs> comparing Mbappe to Rashford are you serious like no, we can't be doing this. Bobo, let's move on. Let's we can't be I'm not gonna give anything to this. Are you serious? Let's move on from this. Nah. Okay, fair enough. Um one last question I do want to ask about the game though, um, the Champions League final. One of the things that we kind of mentioned or Mika mentioned was the fact that um PSG's right back for the game, Tilo Carrere or Timo Carrere, I believe is how you say his name. He's really a center back, he was playing out of position because Thomas Mounier has left the team. I think he's going to Dortmund, if I'm not mistaken. And basically, my point is, their lineup was affected by COVID. Because of the pandemic, because the season got messed up, how it got messed up, they have a player that they would have expected to be there. They're planning that this is our right back for the season. They have him not, they have him unavailable for their biggest game because he's transferred to another team. Um, I know the same kind of thing happened to Leipzig where they had no Timo Werner, which probably would have made a huge difference to their prospects. Um, do you think that there is a little bit of an asterisk next to this Champions League title saying, hey, this happened during the pandemic, like you didn't really win a real Champions League in terms of just looking at what Bayern did? 
Or do you think it just counts as much as every uh, every other one, and no one is gonna remember? And I'm asking you, George. Oh, first of the the Munier guy, I don't think he was even playing before the COVID. I don't think. Okay. I think they froze the guy out. Like, so the care guy was playing um right back most of the time. I don't think Munier was actually even yeah. playing the whole season. Munier left on a free transfer. They didn't want him anyway. Yeah, he was not playing as much, but. In um talking about the asterisk be- or asterisk behind us Champions League, a lot of even Moreno came out and said the same thing. It's like when you look at teams like the French league, they cancelled their whole season. You understand? They had a longer break compared to the English teams or the Spanish teams. You understand? These guys did not play any game when the COVID then striked. They they, they just cancelled their league. They had a rest. They played a lot of friendly games. They were refreshed. And it was a one. It was not the traditional way. The way um Champions League is being played. It was just one leg. So of course it's an asterisk next to it. But does that undermine what Bayern were doing? No. Like these guys were actually the better team after the COVID. Like there was no team that could compete with Bayern. So yeah, there's an asterisk next to it. But like still, I feel like without it, without the COVID, maybe. Maybe it will be different, but Bayern was still the better team, regardless. Does that make sense? No, no, it does. It does. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Wes, what do you think about that? Do you think, I mean, do you agree with George that, I mean, regardless of what, how it happened, they were always going to win it? There is no asterisk next to it. Whenever one team wins, everybody comes out with reasons why the team won, the reasons why other teams won. Any anybody can say anything, Mourinho, anybody else, any manager. Oh, they cancel the league. If English teams won, they will say, "Oh, other teams had a had a longer break. They went, they went match fit. They went sharp. Oh, these guys, they just played, so they are they are still on tip top form. You can swing the story any any way you want to with the results that you get." Why didn't England cancel their own league? They chose to play. Like, everybody's experiencing these things. The decisions that they make don't come and now start complaining after. There is no asterisks. Bayern was the best team. They beat everybody. Deservedly so. Period. They are Champions League finals winners. We move on to next season. Okay. Period. It's settled. That's it. They're the champs. We're not going to argue about it anymore. Um, Let's talk about another team that, you know, we look at as being in the same realm as Bayern in terms of their status, in terms of their history, right? I'm talking about Barcelona. Um, they're going through a lot. I know we've talked about it in the last couple of episodes, but they're still going through a lot. I actually remember last episode, I suggested that everyone might be best served if Messi was to leave Barcelona. It's as though Messi heard me and he himself wants to leave Barcelona. Um, and it looks like it's going to get messy. It looks like it's getting really ugly. So I'm going to start with George here. What is going on in Barcelona? Man, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in Barcelona. A whole lot. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I feel like other people should talk and then I'll just fill it, you know, you know, just fill in where people just do not address. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, because it's a whole lot. I've, yeah, boys, you can take this one. I'll just fill in. No, no, no! You don't get to pass. I pass it to. Okay, you. okay, okay. <laughs> nah, it's okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm about to get. I'm about, I'm about to get emotional. That's that's the thing. Like I do not. Oh, yeah, I do not want to get to that point. 
feel? No, we're definitely going to get you to that point. Um, Wes, let's just talk about Messi, the prospects of Messi leaving Barcelona. I know as an EPL fan, you have to be excited about Messi considering coming to City, right? Like, you have to be happy about we might finally get to see him play against these other teams week in and week out um, against this quote-unquote supposedly better competition and see how he performs. Just get to witness him more than you have um, watching the EPL. Are you excited for the possibility and how re- how much do you think it's uh, actually likely that he does come? Yeah, it is a prospect that very, very, very much so excites me. Like I'm just grinning and brimming from ear to ear with the thought of seeing Messi at Manchester City. Like, I think it would be brilliant. I mean, Pep and Messi already have history, you know, mm-hmm. in the team, like, made him the focal point of his team. So these guys, they are, they already love each other. Pep, when asked about Messi, he gushes. He, Messi is number nine. Messi is number 10. Messi is number 11. Messi is number four, number three, number six. He can play the whole field as far as Pep is concerned. So I'm looking forward to the prospect of Messi being on that team, I think Pep already knows what he's going to do if Messi comes. You know, lady, he's already like, if if Sheik if Sheik Manshut is telling him that yo, we're getting the deal done, he's already man. You know, Pep is a is a tactical guy. I know he's already drawing up schemes like stay scheming. But anyway, so I I uh, whether it will actually happen like that's a whole different question. His, his his release clause is 700 M's. That's a lot of M's, uh, especially when Man City are going through like an FFP period. Like the microscope is kind of on them. You know, they just got, they just basically sneaked away from a two-year ban. So we're like, oh, you sneaked away from a two-year ban, you're going to buy Messi for how much? Because like, you know, if that whole contract thing isn't in play, that he can live for free, who knows exactly what dates are in the contract? Are they even dates? Is it just, oh, before the season starts? Now with the COVID, you know, the timeline is shifted. All the lawyers can argue back and forth. Like, yeah. so me, in my, in my personal opinion, I think for a player of the stature of Lionel, a player with the badges of Lionel, a player with the first touch of a Lionel, a player that has brought joy for years and years and years and years to this team, this Barcelona team. You respect him. You yeah. respect him. You tell him thank you. Like, yo, you say, look, say, okay, we don't want you to leave. Do you want to stay? And he says, guys, please, I don't want to stay. All right. At least we we try to ask you. Once he gives you his final answer, you're like, okay, we can't fight you. We love you. We respect you. Like we take our blessing because like he has just been amazing. What is I saw was the was the thing he has scored what ten percent of Barcelona's goals in the history of the football club. Like what a guy, what a guy. So you look at him and you say, look, we're going to build a statue for you. You know, this is your decision. All right, fine, no problem. So you be, you be a stand-up team because the the whole world is watching how 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 they act. So yeah. be be a stand-up team. They say masculine club, masculine club, more than a club, more than a club. That's their tagline. They are they are they are like falling their hand right now. They are falling. Mm-hmm. Their, my guy, COVID test, he didn't come. The president of of La Liga coming out to say, Messi's release clause has to be paid. You know, like, like, come on, they're just playing the game in the opposite, in a, in a, in a negative direction, especially when, like, this is not anybody. 
there's no there's not anybody, it's not any player. It's messy. It's messy. So um I think I would like to see the move happen. Whether it will happen, who knows? Who knows? In fact, I'm leaning towards probably, probably not. But I think yeah. it's a key moment for it to happen for Messi because of his age. Like he he can go and acclimatize, take like the first um half of this season to acclimatize and then ball out, you know, before he hits like 35, you know. Because if he stays another year in La Liga, he'll be 34. Like at that point, it's like, man, you want to now come and, st- and acclimatize at 34 and then when will you start balling, you know. So it's a super sweet short-term play for Messi and Man City here where they can get him right now. In fact, I think that's why he's even like being as forceful as he is, saying I'm not showing up to training, I'm not coming for COVID because he realizes that, man, I've given the past, the past three to four years have just been rubbish. They are just flogging me anyhow. One more, let me go somewhere where like the team is good and I, I will just come as the, the cherry on the icing on the cake. That's what Messi is. He's the... He is the sweet cherry on the icing on the on the cake to just come and like you know solve all Man City's problems. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, if I'm if I'm watering at the at, at the thought of this, imagine how Pep is feeling right now. Like the guy, the guy is he, he can't sleep, you know. So hopefully it happens, but it, it probably won't. Mm-hmm. Emeka, I want to ask you this: What do you think about what Washington said in terms of? As a stand-up team, as a stand-up organization, when someone that has served you for so long, um, so faithfully has done everything you possibly could have asked for, tells you that he's ready to leave, he wants to leave, and you're trying to keep him on a technicality, you want to take him to court. I think I read an article or just a headline this morning that they said that um, the Barcelona board thinks that Messi has to sit out a year before he can leave, which, I mean, would just be ridiculous if they really made him sit out. What do you think this says about Barcelona? I mean, like, I understand, like, the sentimental components of this. I get it, you know. The guy has been around for so long. He has been a a legend, to say the least, for the club. You know, we get it. At the end of the day, though, I'll say this. It's a business, man. The whole thing is a business. You must honor your contract, like, I understand the emotional components. I get it, but it's still a business. So if contractually the guy is still supposed to be in Barcelona and the clause is not activated until a certain time, then that is what he signed. Like he put pen to paper, like the contract is is I mean I mean, as in like if 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 somehow he even finds a way to get around it, I mean I think it just sets a bad precedence or anything else. You know, like further down the road, other people are going to now start looking to see oh what can I do to like go around? Like you see what I'm saying? You must honor the terms of your contract. And if I see what you're saying, but I feel like he's not the first player to say I want to leave. And I feel like players that don't even have a, a clause like that have successful you know, I'm thinking about um, a player like Dembele. I feel like Dembele pulled something. Dude, look, everybody's up. emotional, Dolapo. Everybody's emotional. Some days I want to wake up and say, you know, F it. I don't want to go to work. You know, some days people just want to quit. We get it. But life goes on. You've signed your contract. You must fulfill the terms of your contract. I totally understand what you guys are saying. And I know that it's messy. He's more than just a player. He's a fucking legend. I get it. But for him to just wake up one morning and say, I want to go. Baba, nobody is here to cater to your emotions. You've signed the contract. You must fulfill the terms of your contract. So I understand. Also, everybody, nobody, is, nobody in Barcelona is incentivized to allow Messi go. 
Yeah. Even La Liga themselves know that they will lose so much what viewership, money, um, um, fame as a result of the guy's departure. So they too are incentivized to make sure the guy honors the contract. You see what I'm saying? So Barcelona equally knows that the guy is still a quality player and as much as possible would love to keep him. So they too are incentivized to make it more difficult for him. And so I just don't see any incentive. Nobody has any any bearing or any 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 incentive to say, okay, okay, fine, thank you. You've done so well for us. Okay, you can now go. Okay, thank you. No, it's not like that. It's a business. People still want to make money. So let's just forget it. Messi is not leaving Barcelona until another year. And then we can start looking at the possibility of him leaving. Also, I want to say this. England is not a... The EPL is not the league where a player of his caliber should be retiring, in my opinion. And that's just my humble opinion, you know. If you look at the history of EPL, people tend to leave the EPL to go play in leagues that are a tad bit less competitive, you know what I mean? And so I feel like Messi should equally go that route. I mean, I don't think England... Also, I think he's going to hate English people. I think he's going to hate the English weather because, you know, it's very gloomy and just rainy and sad. I don't think the guys are really aware of all that comes with leaving uh, Barcelona, you know. So ultimately, I think he would likely be in a better position to go to like a club like Juventus. You know what? Let just let them give us the showdown. You know, for the last 15 years, we've seen Ronaldo and Messi against one another. Let's see them together. Let, let that be the conversation, you know. If, if he is to go anywhere next year after he has honored the terms of his contract, I don't even want him to come to England. I want him to go to fucking Juve. Let him not come to England to do what? Come on, man. Go to go and play your ball in Turin, man. Relax. You've done us a huge set. You, you, you've been there for us for the last 15 years. Go and relax. Come to come and do gra gra with, 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 with Van Dyke and, and, and Gomez. Come on. Go, go and play ball somewhere else, please. Enjoy your life. Enjoy money. In fact, follow your, the footsteps of the likes of Chavi and Iniesta. Them. Go and play Saudi, Qatar, where they will be. Why would one, you one million per week. One million per week. Go and go, go there. That's where you should be going. All right. So I feel I feel like both was and Amiga made solid points. But when it comes to this messy situation, it's like I don't I, I just want I don't even know if it's a political um agenda that he's doing or he truly wants to leave. Oh he wants to leave. I, I, we we don't know that in a sun. We don't know that because right now what is going on in Barcelona is there's 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 a motion for a vote of no confidence. Th- like that just started. Like it's picking up. Like um, it's picking up speed. Like election ballots are going around in order to vote Bartomeu out of office just because of what uh, Messi is doing right now. So I think they have like two weeks, and after two weeks, if the vote of no no confidence, if they gather I think sixteen sixteen thousand votes or something like that, if they gather that number of votes, Bartomeu is out. So at this point, I don't even know if it's a political thing that he's doing or he truly wants to leave. But that aside. This whole thing circles back to um, Bartomeu. This whole thing, this whole situation we're in right now with Messi, the guy has said repeatedly that I want to retire at Barcelona. He said it numerous times. So the only reason Messi is handed in a transfer request to leave the club is because he's not satisfied with the way the club is being run. And it all leads back to that one guy, the guy, Bartomeu. It all leads back to him. And you can go back. I was reading about this. I was actually like reading. A, I've been reading a lot lately because I cannot sleep. Like I grew up watching Messi. Like, to be honest, I grew up watching Messi. Like Messi was like my hero when I was a kid. 
all my life, I've seen Messi in one shirt. So it'll be hmm. hard to see Messi leave Barcelona to go to like a different club, especially after we've been beating like eight two. Like, but it's the hardest thing to accept. And the way he's leaving too is the hardest thing. But like I said, it all circles back to that one guy, Batameo. So this thing that I was reading was saying that if you remember, like majority of Barcelona's successful years was under this president called Jean Laporte. Mm-hmm. Under his reign, right, Batameo was the head of the basketball division for Barcelona. And at that time, apparently, Right, this was uh, 2004, 2005, 2006, around that time. Right, Matamayo was the head of the Barcelona, blah blah blah. So he was the head of the basketball di- um, division. So, fast forward to 2010, the, the same thing that's going on the vote of no confidence that um, is happening right now in Barcelona. It happened with Jean Laporte. You understand? So, it happened, and basically, the whole thing was that. Bas- Madrid, Real Madrid was basically dominating Spanish basketball. And at that time, the Batameo guy was the guy that was in charge of this. You understand? So as a result, the Laporte guy had to step down. They voted him out, and two years later, he's the same guy that brought in Pep, he's the same guy that built the team around um, Messi, the same guy that brought in Rijkaard, the same guy that brought in Ronaldinho, the same guy. So he he stepped down. Because, oh, there was a lot of, even I think there was accusations in relation to his brother, all this extra stuff. So the guy stepped down. And then Sandro Rosell, the guy that came in and had to go to jail because of Neymar's transfer, he came in. So he came in and that's where basically everything started falling over. Like Barcelona just started dipping. We just started going into this transition where like we were, we were shifting away from our culture. We replaced UNICEF with um qatar airways you understand but so now it what you must was saying oh more than a club it became more like a financial something that was going on with the club they cared more about the money than the soccer they played than the people in Barcelona. they cared more about that stuff so they started with the sandro Rosal guy this guy came in and his vice president at the time was batameo the same batameo guy that because of him the laporte guy had to step down so he came in, the Sandro Rosal guy had to go to court. He went to court because of Neymar's blah, blah, blah. So he stepped down. He also stepped down. He resigned, went to court. And then this Bartomeu guy kicked in. He came into power. So he, I think he spent two years um, of uh, Sandro Rosal's term. And then there was another election that happened. And he ran for himself. He ran, like, you know, as a candidate. Uh-huh. So... During that two years, right, before the election, this was 20, 2015, this thing happened 2015, we won the treble. He brought in Luis Enrique, we won the treble. And this was the same summer that the election thing was happening. So after he won the treble, that was when everyone was like, oh, fine, okay, this guy maybe has, you know, ideas and whatnot. So I guess that's how he even came into power because he won this treble 2015, Barcelona fans are happy, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy came into power. He came into power and then everything just started falling over. Messi started complaining about, you know, like that's when Messi actually became very outspoken. Luis Enrique stepped down. He left the club. This guy brought in Ernesto Valverde. Messi started speaking. Yo, and right after Luis Enrique left the club, Neymar also left the club, the board. Remember, Neymar left the club. We started signing weird players. We started signing the likes of, um, I got to run. We started signing people. Paulino, if you remember, who actually turned mm-hmm. out, we started signing weird players. 
Messi was was being vocal. It was like, yo, this is not a club I want to be at. We're been drifting away from my ideologies. Xavi retired. Iniesta retired. We were beating Roma beat us 3-0. Liverpool beat us. Bayern just beat us. Like all this thing. Accumulation under this same president, Bartomeu. The guy just fires every single person around him by himself. You understand? And also this guy went ahead to hire um a social um a social media slash journalism uh company and leaked um what you call it lead um stories to them and made the place look so bad just to protect himself you understand this guy has done so much Neymar came out like everyone even the um Malcolm the guy we bought from uh what what team on uh, Nice Roma. Uh, we bought him from Nice because yeah we yeah. bought the guy like all this all this stuff, bad decisions upon bad decisions upon bad decisions. Hired Abidal, Abidal came out like Abidal is a, like he was Puyol, almost um, Victor Valdez. They had to fire the guy. So basically, everyone that came at him, he fired the guy. Before the COVID, six people resigned from Barcelona, the board. Six people resigned, a whole six, six people just boom, just like that. And still, this guy's in charge. Understand now, Messi is about to leave, and he came up with a story. This same guy came up with a story saying, "Oh, if Messi wants to leave, um, what do you call it? I'll step down if that makes him stay." So now, if you put Messi in that situation, just think about it. If you put Messi in that situation where you give him the chance, that, or if he leaves, if you see if he leaves and if he decides to leave and he leaves, that's on him. At least I try to step down, and if he decides to stay and you step down. They ain't gonna be like, oh, I was a hero. I I stay, blah blah blah. But no, you put Barcelona in this position. You put us all in this same position. You understand? Now he's trying to act like the hero. Oh, I'll step down if Messi, if that makes Messi happy to stay. And now when that happens, everyone will be like, oh, Messi controls Barcelona. Oh, Messi controls the club. Oh, Messi's the president. Oh, Messi's this and that. You understand what is going? So all the frustration that Messi is feeling right now, that's taking him to the position where the guy is handing in a transfer request. It's all because of this same Bartomeu guy. This same guy. Just resign. You understand? Okay. Just resign. Okay, that's fine. Sorry. So, <laughs> clearly, clearly, this Yosef Maria Bartomeu guy is just a toxic guy from everything I've been seeing. And then you, you can see why Messi wants to leave a toxic situation. But, Dolokwa, please, if you allow me, there's some things that Emeka said that, you know, I would like to speak on. Because I'm just baffled by them. He said everyone must honor their contracts. Everyone must honor their contracts. I've seen a couple of people repeat that sentiment. And I'm just wondering, guys, how do transfers happen? Like, do we not see transfer fees every day? Does everybody move on a free transfer? Or are other clubs paying money for for them to sign players? Because I'm just baffled. Does everybody honor their contracts till the last day, or do we see transfer fees? What is the norm? We all know that the norm is transfer fees. You know, nobody lives on a free transfer. A contract is just the beginning point of the negotiation with whichever club comes in for you. It's like, Mm. oh, the contract is where we start, or this is where we argue, we want this much. The lawyers, they come in, they talk back and forth, the club presidents, whoever, the CEOs, they talk, agree on a price, agree on a price. That's the point of a contract. 
not to say everybody if everybody honored their contract nobody would move anywhere there will be no transfers in football so let's yeah. just know that yeah, Messi has so his contract. Wait, hey, no. I can teach you. I can teach you contract law if you want. I mean, guy, I know what you, you, you have to think something smart. No, 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 you no, 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 no. It's not about smart. It's about what I'm seeing with my eyes every day. Okay, Forget contract so, law. I do not know contract. Wait, I don't know contract law. But in my eyes every day, everybody, what do we see? Oh, uh, Donny van der Beek, United agreed 40 million. Um, Kai, Kai Havertz, Chelsea agreed 80 million. Uh, who this guy, this team agreed this much. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you even see teams give a player a new contract where it's like they just want to adjust the release clause, yes. So that you so who is honoring contract? So don't tell Messi that he has to honor his contract. If if a if a fee cannot be agreed, fine, a fee cannot be agreed. But it's not that Messi has to honor his contract. No, they cannot agree a fee. That's that's one thing. That's another thing from because nobody honors their contract. As I said, contract to me, what I'm observing, I don't know law. I have not right. studied. But it seems like teams negotiate with each other on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, and generally speaking, generally speaking, I don't, generally speaking, I don't speak on things if I don't know them. But let me address something now that you've said it. So it is not a breach of contract when somebody comes and pays for you to come to their club. You're not breaching the contract. The contract is essentially terminated at the point of the transfer because you've now signed a new one with a different club. And so it is not a breach of a contract, actually. So to address your point, we so, all know that so, nobody comes. So if so, if Man City comes and pays, where is exactly? Exactly. So we we'll start. So exactly. So let's start with the bare bones. Help you. You know, I'll coach you. Teach you these things. So no problem. So okay, no problem. So how much do you think Messi is worth? That. That's not. I, 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 I can't think what? anything. Okay, no problem. So, what value do you think? So, so, many, so that's right. Kerry, just it's okay, right? They say the God has given us two ears and one mouth so that we will listen more and talk less. So, I, at this point, I'm, I'm asking you to honor that, that, that thing. I'm asking you to honor that thing. I'm asking you very simple questions here. Barcelona will give the value that Messi brings to Barcelona is the value that Barca would wish somebody would pay. And so I can assure you that nobody has that type of money right now. And so ultimately then, what is your other option? Well, the other option is to simply let the contract run out. Those are the only two options that Messi has. So well then, okay, if Man City is willing to cough up Messi's value, which God knows will be far more than $500 million, damn near one fucking billion euros or pounds, Right. If my you, if Man City is willing to pay that and Messi leaves, then no problem. That was not a breach of contract. But we know that nobody has that money, that monetary amount, that value, that that financial backing to come and say, "Hey, this is the amount I am paying you to take Messi." No, nobody has that money. Barcelona will put Messi's release. What is a uh, 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 George? You might know this. What is Messi's uh, fee? It's seven hundred. It's, it's, it's how much? Seven hundred. Thank you very much. I think you need to maybe say it again for Kerry. Please say one more time. 700, right? Yeah, 700. Do you hear? So it's 700. So we all know that Man City is not going to go and cough up 
700 million to buy one player. And so what then must happen? Well, then the terms of the contract must hold. Do you see what he's saying? So it is basic yes, contract yes, law. You're not uh, pitching your contract. You are making an assumption that no fee can be agreed. You made that assumption first before you said then he has to honor his contract. So you are assuming that they cannot no. whatever Barcelona. That's the I assumption. Not you, I know for a fact that Man City that knows from the moment. That's what you're no, saying. Sorry. No, 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 make a wait, 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 wait. So I think that to be fair, what you're saying, you know, as a fact, is that Matt City will not pay his his release clause. What Wass is saying is that teams do negotiate for other fees. Just because you have a release clause does not mean that you're not ever sold for less. So the only reason that you can tell Messi that he must uh, honor his contract is under the assumption that there is no fee to be agreed upon. So I don't so, think that... That's so, Dolapo, so, once more, you guys, I will say this, right? You guys are not saying unintelligent things. I mean, you are saying the most obvious things, that is, people have the capacity to negotiate, as do yeah, you don't yeah. know that people have the capacity to negotiate. Yeah. So why are you but not trying to are, say it? What we are saying is that, do you believe that Barcelona will let go of the person that brings the most value to the club on some stupid, small kind of transactional uh, uh, banter because the person is trying to leave? Yeah, no. America, America, America has a point because, like, the president came out and he was like, a few people in the club came out and said, the only way Messi is going to leave is if you pay his 700 million release clause. Because that's, that the is only, that's the only way he's going to leave. And that is if, that is only if, that is only if the contract that he signed the legalities of it being that, oh, the season ended in August or whenever he submitted his transfer request, you understand, which allows him to leave for free. If it ended in May or if the date on it was, I think I read somewhere that it, said, it, it says it was May 31st or something like that. That was, what, that was the date on the actual contract. So that if that is the date they're going to stick with, then the only way Messi is going to leave us if you pay that $300 million. Easy. And, and, and also, uh, to add to that, George, thank you so much for those points. Dolapo, it is within the player's right to put clauses in their contract that says, at a certain point, though, if I want to leave, guys, I'm going to leave. And then the club can decide, okay, do we allow for this clause? Do we want this clause in the contract? Do we sign off on a player having this kind of capacity, this kind of authority? And I can tell you that no player has the capacity. Very few players can negotiate some that caliber of contract. And Messi, unfortunately, does not have that in his contract, whereby he's just allowed to wake up one morning and leave the club. Okay? Nobody is going to pay $700 million for a 32-year-old. Dolapo. I know we love Man City. They have money. I'm not saying that they do not have the amount in their bank account, but it is bad business. Man City is not in the business of bad business. So they cannot afford it. And Barcelona has said, well, we are not giving anybody this until they pay this amount. So what do you guys want to talk about? There's nothing to talk about. Yeah, what but the contract. Like, what do you expect Barcelona to say? Do you think Barcelona will come out and say, yes, we are going to sell Messi? No, they will play hardball. Come, 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 come buy him for 80 million if you want. Like, 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 teams, every year, when a player wants a player from Dortmund, what does the president say? He says, we're not He's selling not the player. Anywhere. Then they, they come, they negotiate, then they sell the player, Usman Dembele, they say, we're not selling the player. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Then they sell the player. I this brought him up earlier. Like, was, was. 
This, this but, is good. Hey, please. We're talking, we're talking about Messi and this guy is talking about yeah. Usman Dembele. Exactly. We're talking about Messi. That's why it's a different situation. When, when I said it is Messi, Barcelona might be able to, out of respect, make make a case for uh, make a different case for him. You guys said, yeah. Yeah, 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 contract, contract. Now, now you're now going back to, oh, it is Messi. Would they no, no. So, what, what I'm saying, I'm saying is, no, no, that what is dumb, man. Is, why, is what I'm trying no, to say. It is, no, I am, I am using what you are saying. Yeah, against you right no, now, no, and you are not telling me that's not what I'm like, saying. You, don't know. you are making an assumption. No, we don't no. know that a fee can be negotiated. We don't know. Let See. them meet in a room. Let them tell us that oh, a fee wasn't negotiated, or let the president say, "I choose not to meet with them." Whatever, whatever. Like, but How we don't we know. know. Well, we're just told. Are you are you not listening? We Why? Are just told. I I just told okay, you. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Let's see. The president let is George, going George to say George that we are not going to sell him. If me, me too, I will say I'm not going to sell. But then behind closed doors, when you say um, this was going on, we say like, would you rather have Messi sit out a full year? Because okay, of- wait, 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 wait one second, wait one second, George. Let me ask you this. I know you want something to say. Let me ask you this. So, do you think that if Messi is a hundred percent for real, I have never shown up to Barcelona to play again? Do you think that the Barcelona board lets his contract run out? This is what's gonna happen with this Batemayo guy. The guy is such a coward. The guy is like, this is what this guy would do. And I see him doing this. He will be like, oh, um, he, well, first off, he's not gonna watch Messi leave under his reign. He's not gonna let that happen because he knows if something like that happens, like you, like you're basically not gonna be in power, and you're gonna have to pay the debt that he left the club in. So one thing I know for sure this guy is not going to do is good is going to negotiate with someone just to let Messi walk away. He's not going to do that because once once that happens, then what what's going to happen? Unless like maybe the new board comes in and Messi still tells the new board that yo I want to leave. That's the only way I see Messi leaving the club. But with this president, this coward, he's not going to sign in. He's he's not going to sign off to that. Like right. That, so let's, let's okay. So let's play out the scenario just a little bit further. However, you want to. I don't really care who the board is, right? It's a new board. It's the same board. Do you think that there's a Barcelona board that is either in power now or soon to be in power that will let Messi's contract run out if Messi refuses to show up? Like they'll just say, okay, you're not going to play. Fine. Like what Real Madrid basically is doing with Bill of like we're just going to let you. I mean, it's the other way around in that case. But basically, we're going to let the contract run its course. Rather than sell you, we're not going to do it. Do you think that that's going to happen, or do you think how likely do you think that is? That's if you if you're gonna go that route, the realms of like possibilities. I could also say Messi is not gonna set out for that long. Of course, I understand what you're saying, guys. I think that what you guys are not understanding is that no one is saying that Messi is 100% gone. I think Was actually said he thinks Messi is not gonna go anywhere. So it's not like the argument is is Messi leaving or is Messi not leaving. It's just it's possible and. It seems like the the argument or the point that's being made is like it's impossible and there's nothing to talk about. And I don't really quite agree with that. So that's why I'm asking you that. Do you agree with the statement that it's impossible for Messi to leave? Like no matter what, Messi is not being sold. He's not being let go. I mean, his he could, like now he could leave. Like the guy could definitely leave. But what I'm hearing, if, if, sleepless nights. No. If you're, why are you having sleepless nights if you don't think Messi is going to leave? Like I don't understand what you guys are saying. No, I'm saying like. First of all, the president came out and, and said, oh, you have to pay the release cost, $300 million. And I'm hearing reports from somewhere else that he's going to go for more than $200 million, regardless of what the amount is that you're going to sell Messi for. 
right? If he leaves, fine. You negotiate an amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not what I think what Emeka is trying to say is regardless of what you sell Messi for, Man City cannot afford it. You understand? Because the guy is not going for less than 200 million. And it, let's say he's going for at most 700 million. And he's definitely not going for less than 200 million. There's, we're still making assumptions. We we don't know. I'm saying allow them negotiate and let's see. Like, we don't know. You guys are saying these things that you you think yeah. he's not going for less than this. He's not going for this, for this, for this. No, it's not think. Like, that's that's what has been said. He's not going to go for more than 700 I'm telling you that people say things. Why are we acting like we don't know that people say things and then another thing happens? No one is gonna sell messy wise. That's what I'm telling you. That's, okay. so that's I mean that's that's exactly what I just wanted to hear you say. So no, to you, in your opinion, Barcelona does not sell Messi under any circumstances, period. Yeah. It's just a matter of how it's gonna work out. But he's gonna be playing for Barcelona next season. Quite simply. Possibly, possibly. But what, what do you mean? No, possibly, and no. also say, but you know, I'm not selling him because so, if, they take, if they take him to court, no, no, listen, listen. If they do take Messi to court, or like they say, oh, and Messi ends up winning the case saying he could leave for free, remember the transfer window closes in October, right? They could actually take this thing to court where Messi could actually win the case and be like, yo, okay, I'm free, I can leave for free, and leaves. That's possible too, but yeah, as far yeah. as so, so are you are you telling me that there's a situation where the lawyers can come in and they can argue about whatever is said in this contract and he can then leave for free? Yes, that's the Oh wow, wow! What what have I been saying? That's what, that's what that's not what he said. Please stop. That's oh not what my god. Okay, wait, guys, guys, guys. I want to move on from Messi. I actually didn't think we were talking about Messi this long. Um, it's obviously an interesting conversation with his contract. And the things that are out there, it's a very peculiar situation. But for everyone's sake, I hope that Messi is allowed to leave. I don't care if they sell him or they let him go for free. They should let him leave. Don't hold this guy hostage. There's such cowardly stuff to be doing. Um, let's talk about some of the transfers in and out of the EPL. There's been a couple of transfers within the last couple of weeks. There's been a couple of rumors. Um, and Mika, I know you had a lot of opinions or thoughts, so I'll let you like open the floor. They're like, what transfer do you really been impressed by or not impressed by it so far. Yeah, well, um, you know, I I monitor transfers. You know, I'm a money man. Um, so I always look for who is spending money and where <laughs> So, you know, I've been keeping a, a good, you know, eye out. And uh, I've seen a lot of poor signings so far. I've seen a lot of good ones as well. So, you know, I think I'll start with, you know, the Chelsea ones, actually, you know, because Chelsea, as you know, they they are gearing up. You know, Abramovich has always had this mentality of, hey, I'm here to win, 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 you know. And so when the cash needs to be splashed, you know, he does so. So we can look at, we'll start with um, the one and only Thiago Silva in the back, you know. You know, I have my reservations about Thiago Silva, given his age, but I have also watched him play and the dude is a solid CB, you know. So I think that Chelsea did a solid there because, as you guys know, uh, Zuma has his flaws. Uh, Tomori is still kind of fresh. Rudiger is injury prone. And so they certainly need somebody to come and anchor them. You know what I mean? And then if you look at Chelsea once again in the defensive front, you know that they've signed Ben Chilwell, who, as you know, is equally, uh, you know, you, you can say Chilwell is top three or top five 
I can probably even argue for top three best left backs in, in, in England right now. You know, so I think George is also the best in England, actually. He very well could be. I mean, I think I'll take Robertson's attacking prowess over his, but you know, it's 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 his opinion, you know, at this point. I think they are they are very close, you know. And so I think that's a stellar a stellar signing for them. Um now if you look at up front, you know that they've also signed uh obviously Hakim Ziyech, they've signed um uh, the 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 Havertz guy. You know, I don't know if that confirmed yet. I don't know if that's confirmed yet. Yeah, it's pretty much final. You know, with Chelsea at the end of the day, it's just contract. After the player has declared that he's trying to come, it's just ironing out contract issues. And so let's be honest. You're right. I think I think the Leverkusen president or manager said they don't expect them to play for them anymore. So yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And I, I haven't really been delving into it in too much detail, but typically speaking, I mean, this will likely happen. And then also, I think Chelsea is doing good business too because they are shipping off players that they don't, they don't necessarily need. That were collecting big salaries. You know, William was collecting big salary. Pedro is collecting big salary. They started shipping out the older guys and bringing in fresh legs, which I think is good. Now, obviously, this gums Arsenal real quick, um, unless I'm missing another key. Chelsea. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. So before you go on to Arsenal, uh, Wes, I want to ask you this because. And Mecca did mention the fact that Chelsea have done this before, where right? they there's a huge influx and efflux of players, right? A bunch of players come in, a bunch of players go out. It's like a totally new team within a year or two. Um, and I don't know what you think about how it's worked out in the past, but do you think this is a good approach to building a team where you do it very quickly, very drastically, or do you think that a more phased, nuanced approach is better, especially considering where they finished last season? Nah, I think I think this is a great approach. Like when Roman came in, it was Claudio Ranieri. He kind of gave Ranieri money, but he knew that he was going to fire him and bring Mourinho. Mourinho comes in, gives him money. Bam. So I think Lampard just came in, the transfer ban, so Lampard couldn't flex. So I, I think like maybe when Corona was going on, Lampard wore his mask, Roman wore his mask. They had a meeting. He, he said, look, he said, what was the first Last season, he said we finished fourth, and I think Roman looked at him and said, "Look, am I the fourth richest man in in football or what?" He said, "He said no, you are the first, you are the richest, you are the first. Say, we can't be finishing fourth. We have to finish first. What do we need?" He said, "Look, blank checkbook. Go ahead, do whatever you want to do." And boy, have they done, have they done things? I, I think they've signed four, five players, five players, and they are signing players in good position. You know. Left back, we don't like our left back. We sign, they say, a top three left back in the league. Fantastic. Striker, we're not sure about our strikers. We signed Timo Werner. Wingers, William and Pedro left. We signed ZH. Uh, midfield, Kai, Kai Havertz. Like, who else? What else do they want? This is a team that's already stacked, you know? So, I mean... Like, well, as far as midfielders go, like in that midfield position, I feel, I feel like they didn't even need a midfielder. Like, so I'm surprised they're signing Kai Havertz because they have a lot of midfielders. So maybe we're, we're going to see some more um, departures in live midfield area. And also they signed Sa. Sa was a free transfer, correct? Sa and um, Thiago yep. Silva were free transfers. So, you know, this yep. is good. Thiago Silva I really like because, like, Tomori is young. Andreas Christensen is young. 
they could learn from the experience of a guy like Thiago Silva, like the the composure and everything he brings to the game. Man, guy like does serious, le- sweet, sweet learning from like a legendary center back like Thiago Silva. And maybe even it could even be a move looking to where they maybe they will bring him into the coaching team after his year or two years is done. He has a year with the option for an extra year. But at that point, you know, they could just say, guy, just like coach our guys. So, like, I think that's a very, very good deal. Size young. Also, he's a center back and right back, right? Or is he just a spirit? He's a center, he's a center back. He's going, to, they put, they're sending him out alone. So, I think he's, I want to say he's staying with the team just with, but he's going out alone. He's not going to So he's going to play. He's going to get experience, come back next year. Because they do have Tomori, they do have Christiansen, they do have Zuma. And I think Thiago, the influence of Thiago Silva is probably going to show on these three young centre-backs. So I I like what Chelsea is doing. I really like Like I I, I like when a team, like they, uh, they've, uh, they've clearly analysed their team since and they're just executing the moves, you know, at the right time, you know, so... Does uh, Chelsea? I'll give them an A plus. Okay, let me continue with your your list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I mean, yeah, I mean they've had good signings. You know, uh, all that Kerry said was not entirely, you know, bad. Um, but yeah, let's look at the other. Let's look at the other signings. Um, so, so we can go to a team like Liverpool. Um, we know that Liverpool hasn't really done much this window, but um, they have signed uh, uh, what's his name, Simikas from Olympiacos. You know, nothing there. They've been shipping off guys. You know, they got rid of Lovren now. Got rid of um, Malana. I don't know if you guys know that. that Malana is finally fu- fucking gone. The dude was yeah, never he, he went to he went to Brighton. <laughs> Yeah, that's where he's supposed to have been his whole career. Like, I have no idea why anybody ever rated Lalana. Guys, no, you guys are right. You guys are right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Um, then, obviously, then, we can look. I'm just trying to follow the top teams, guys, by the way. We can look at Tottenham Hotspur, you know. Wait, hold on a second. Before you go to, before you go to Tottenham, Liverpool have been linked with uh, with Saar from Watford. I, I, I know he's, uh, they got, you know, relegated and all that. He's been linked with them. George, I want to ask you, do you think that's a good signing for them if they're able to get, like, is that the kind of play that should be going after? Um, they've also been linked with Thiago. Um, we just saw him play for Bayern. I mean, I don't know what's taking so long. I know a lot of Liverpool fans have been nervous. They're saying that they're not signing this guy. Um, but what are your thoughts about Thiago and Saar going to Liverpool, potentially? How much How much are they going to buy Saar for? I don't know what the number that was quoted was. I cannot talk right now. Uh, but I don't think it would be anything really big. I don't expect it to be a large number. Uh, I don't think they have the money to be buying players, honestly. Because, like, Ben Echo came out and said, um, uh, Klopp, Klopp said he does not think he needs, uh, he thinks his team is fine. He does not really need new players or something like that. And I guess he knows more than I do when it comes to Liverpool. And he was saying club is not asking the board for any money to buy new players. So I don't I don't think any of these signings are gonna happen. If some someone's gonna have maybe SAR, SAR could happen. See, I mean I, I will say I will say that money is being linked to Barca. No, no, that's a fucking joke. That's not happening. I told George that and George said blah 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 exactly. It's not happening, said. like cause bro, we've been linked to 
GG one of them. We've been linked to Depay. We've been linked to Mane. Basically, everyone that has played under Ronald Koeman at some point in their career has been linked to Barcelona. Money is not happening. We don't even have the money to be going. How much are we going to buy him for? 120 million? It's not happening. I mean, if he sells Suarez and Vidal. <laughs> no, so now we're making jokes. We're go. <laughs> no, we're not. Money is not coming to Barcelona. I don't know where Liverpool is going to get the money from to be buying players. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see any of those transfer happening. And I think Thiago, I recently saw it like United linked to the guy. Mm-hmm. So who knows? No, mm, I mean, seeing that hopefully we're about to sign DVB, aka Donny van der Beek. Um, I don't think we'll sign Thiago. Thiago is is actually a good signing for for Liverpool, to be honest. Oh, and great signing! Yeah, if they can get him because I'm seeing that Wijnaldum, as George said, every Dutch national is linked to Coleman. If it's true that Wijnaldum is look is my go to Barcelona, then Thiago coming in will just be would just be very sweet. But I don't like Liverpool's... Um, I feel like they're being timid in the market. I don't know what's going on. They should not have any financial issues since Van Dijk and uh, Alisson, they haven't splashed any cash. That was in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why they're not chasing top targets. Right now, they're... Um, besides Bayern, I think their reputation is probably the best right now, you know, in terms of world football. So this is when you strike. You strike when the iron is hot. So the fact that they're not trying to sign guys, like, I don't know what 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 this guy thinks, like, is going to happen. The fact, they're not trying to sign a striker. They're, you're talking about Sar. Like, stop, stop. This guy hasn't proven anything at all. That guy, we don't know. Wow. He's, he's an unknown quantity. You know, he just had one that good game against Liverpool, so now they should go find him. Now, go and sign known quantities. I, I'm surprised the way they let they got they they got trampled on by Chelsea for the Timo Werner deal. You've been like I I made one joke that time. You've been toasting somebody since then. Somebody comes and marry her. Like that that was just shocking to me. Why they are not trying to sign players? I don't know, cause they cannot repeat what they've done with this current team. Everybody else is improving. Everybody mm-hmm. is improving. Man City, Pep is not going to sit down and you, oh, you you guys disgrace me. You win League World 20. You'll see what I'll do next year. Haven't they, how many defenders have they signed? They signed Ake. They are saying they are, they are about to sign Koulibaly. So Pep, yeah. he does not fuck around. He's like, look, this is who I am. I buy players when I want. And then I come back, I beat you. So like he has bought uh, Ferran on one side. Maris, he has his team is stacked. So Liverpool are playing around if they think they can not sign players and board in their youngsters and think they will be performing at the same level. No, these guys are gassed, like I said at the top of the podcast. Some of these guys are gassed. They need a new challenge. And how to challenge players is by freshening the team. You freshen the team, you bring new faces, you bring more, you inject the team with some more energy and guys will wake up. So if they don't sign anybody, Man, I'm not going to say they're not going to be in the top four. I think they will still be in the top four, but man, you are going to be you're going to be relying because basically they've been relying on Salah and Mane for goals like mm-hmm. for, for for these two years. Salah and Mane, this is where the goals come from. Like man, come on, those guys are like they're one in, one or two injuries away from becoming like 
a top six team, honestly. One or two injuries away. Take out Salah, take out someone like one of their full or their fullbacks, Trent. Those two guys. Take those two guys out and these guys, there's nothing. There's nothing left of them. Nothing. No no creativity coming from anywhere. But, yeah, I mean I think I think that's definitely been an issue with Liverpool, right? Everyone has kind of seen it, is they don't have a lot of depth and I don't think anyone would disagree that they need to they need to sign players, especially quality players, if they can. Uh, make it go ahead. You're about to talk about uh, the players that Marino has gone in so far. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Tottenham hasn't really done much. You know, they signed Hoiberg. Um, That's a chibi player. <laughs> yeah, but I think Tottenham actually needs to start looking to sign um, center backs. Actually, I think all the world is a bit uh, shaky, and they just got rid of Vertonghen. So so I think that honestly this needs to start looking and I don't really know about like the left back and the right back. Like like yeah. I don't know man. Fucking Well, they just signed Matt Majority, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that final? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Alright, well then good for them if that's the case, but Ultimately, I think Tottenham is is, 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 is is in need of a good center mid. I see that Henri is doing business because he sent Wanyama to Montreal Impact. So that's good. Very interesting. But um, ultimately, like, yeah, I think they need a, a, a Christian Eriksen replacement. And I don't think they've quite found one. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I mean, you read my article. Okay, continue. Yeah, I don't think... I, I definitely did not read your article. I have no problem. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I definitely think they need an Eriksen replacement soon. And I think that is actually where the team is lacking right now. I understand that they are still trying to rely on, like, you know, some of these small, small boys, Lamela, who likes to do fine boy with his left leg. And then, like, they like to do, you know, Harry Winks. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musa Sissoko. That's a ball. Relax. Yeah, no problem. He's a baller. So, what I'm saying is that, ultimately, they need to go and sign a CM. And I also think that... Uh, they need somebody to come in from the right because I think Lucas Mora needs to start fading out. You know, he's kind of getting old. I think Mora is like 31 now, maybe. I don't really think he's young, but he's not quite young. He has been around for a while, so I think he's like 31, if not even 30. Well, let's just say 31 to be on the safe side. So I'm, I'm thinking Mourinho needs to step up his game, actually. Although, unfortunately, I don't think Tottenham is a team that's balling like that financially. You know what I mean? So it's probably one of those like, ah, you know, we'll just make do with what we have. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas Mora is 28. <laughs> No, he can't be twenty. Lucas Moura is twenty. Really? Wow! I thought he was thirty-one. I still have some time then, but uh, for some reason I thought he was thirty-one. That's odd. So I guess well, they still have Lucas Moura, um, but ultimately I think uh, Son Heung-min, injury-prone. If he's out for some reason, here we go again. Tottenham is going to struggle. I understand that they have Bergwijn, but. Man, they definitely need to go to the market and get somebody good, man. And I just don't know how Chelsea is just beating everybody to like signing quality players. Like I would see, I would think like Hakim would be clutch to replace Ericsson. You know what I mean? That would have been like the the the, the excellent signing, in my opinion. You know, I, I don't quite know what's going on there. And then last but not least, uh, for me, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that, but yeah, last but not least for me is Arsenal. Now I have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> well, I know Arsenal, they recently terminated the contract of Vegetarian, speaking about playing out, you know. Oh my god, that's great. They, they, yeah, they terminated that. Yeah, they should also terminate him if it's possible. Find him 
<laughs> I mean, just he's just joking, guys. Relax. Um, yeah, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So Arsenal, we'll just talk about William, uh, the 31 year old that uh, Daniel Quazi really likes. 32. Um, uh, he's about to be 32, I think. Is he 32 yet? But either way, 31, 32. I'm not too optimistic about the signing. I understand that William is a good player, but that's not a player that I want to be banking on to be taking on defenders and getting us, oh my God, he's 32, and winning the league, you know? I think, did he just turn? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so ultimately, yeah, I think uh, I think Arsenal needs to, as quickly as possible, get into the market. We certainly need a Lacazette replacement, somebody that will help uh, Bameyang when while, while in need of goals, because I know if I see Edinketia one more time, something will happen, something must, must give, something must break, yeah, it might be my controller, it might be something. But, you know, I feel like Nketiah needs to be, you know, loaned out to maybe uh, uh, another championship team for like another year. You know, similar to how he was sent to Leeds. We should do that again to maybe Stoke or somebody, you know, like even Bournemouth, actually. And so ultimately, Arsenal needs to, to, to they need a dollar help. They, they need a lot of help. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, for that breakdown. Um, Wes, I want to ask you just about United. I know you guys are... Closing in on Vanderbeek, I don't know if it's official yet, but it seems like it's going to be official in a matter of days or hours, who knows. Um, how do you feel about that move? Um, and I know you're also being linked now that you guys want to buy Pemecano, which I think he's an excellent player. I don't know how – I don't know if you're able to win that transfer, but if you could win that, I mean, how big a move would that be? Yeah, um, I – I'm surprised that we haven't been acting like more forceful and rapid with the transfers and knowing like what kind of team we have, knowing how much improvement we need. I'm, I'm not seeing so many exits. I'm not seeing enough entries. Like we've, we've still done nothing. I'm just getting excited for this Vanderbeek until I see like you holding the shirt. I, Guy, when uh, Chelsea signed Robinho from Madrid, and then next thing he was playing for Manchester City. So, um, like, until I see you holding the show, things like that, so I don't know why we're not signing anyone. All these rumors about Mekano, like, I don't know if we can get him to be honest. Like, if we yeah, can, like, I, I and this Donny Van de Beek, I was not expecting it. Like, I did not know. I didn't see any rumor from anywhere. I guess maybe it's the Van der Sar being Ajax's uh, transfer director that's helping us there because he played for United. So um, I like, if if that's the reason, I like using the relationships you have to get things done, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to respect that. Even though I wanted an SMS, I would take Van der Beek, you know, immediately. In fact, it's almost perfect because... Um, they signed Frankie Barcelona right after that Champions League run. They also mm-hmm. signed the centre-back Juventus right after that Champions League yeah. run. And their, their prices were high at that point, you know? Okay. And after a year out of the limelight, it seems like everyone forgot about him. He was the next one to go. The Madrid thing mm-hmm. then happened. So I guess when people forgot about him... That's where United now comes in. So this is the club that we are now. We have to wait for them to forget about you. We're now coming. So this has it has worked well for us. I would like to see more signings of players that we've forgotten about that are good players, you know. 
So yeah, if we can get Cooper Mencano to add to that, I won't mind. I would also like to see a lot of players leave. It when I wake up, I I I put my FPL team today and I was scrolling through players. I saw Lingard, I saw Mata, I saw Pereira, I saw Tuanzebi, I saw Fosuba, I saw Phil Jones. I said, Yekba, Yekba, oh, is this our team? So I don't know why they're not exit. So I don't I don't have Edward Edward Woodward's number. I don't know. I tweeted something. Nobody answered me. Like I don't know how I can do it. I have to go to Manchester. I don't know what I can do to to help them. So now like everything is up to God. You know whether yeah. I believe in Him or not. I will still pray. So because yeah, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of talk about God in this episode, man. Very, you know, like the way Chelsea and Manchester at some point, like at some point we have to talk about why Man U is not signing Harry Kane. That is the world-class signing for Manchester United right now. The Englishman who is young, who bangs in goals, the Wayne Rooney replacement. These guys are going to go and do Odion Igalo. And then you are mad. Like, what the fuck is going on, man? You man, you man, you carry. You have to, you have to tweet some more, man. You have to tweet some more. It does not. It does not. Like, I feel like with Harry Kane, Harry Kane does not fit into what United is trying to do. Yeah, that, like, you know, the forward line is super fast, and you have someone like Harry Kane, he'll be playing catch up the whole time. Like, he's not a Man United player. Based on, I disagree because he's better than Odion Igalo, and Odion Igalo is not fast and stuff. Okay. So, you you are you are just saying things that are true. Hurricane is better than Igalo, but another true thing is does Hurricane fit in what Manchester United wants to do? Like for me, the striker that I want, like is uh, Killian. You know, if we can get Killian, you know, oh, yeah. But... We all we, we all want to sell one. I want a billion. Wait, I want a billion dollars too. Once. I want a billion dollars. Uh, if we can get Killian, then I will. Hmm. I mean, yes, and I will be fine with that. If in one year people have forgotten about Mbappe and we sign him, oh, I will be, I will be fine with that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening, was. Yeah, I no, think Mbappe goes to Dortmund before he comes to United. Oh wow! You see, that's just disrespect. It's the truth. Like, are you serious? Haaland decided to go to Dortmund before he came to United. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. but like Haaland is not established like Mbappe. Okay, we'll see. We'll see Haaland still has to increase his rep, you know, before he can come to United, boy. He's not even coming at this point. He's not coming. Like, forget about. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's not. We don't even want to. I don't want Holland. Okay. I'm happy to hear you say that. Um, before we forget, because, you know, we've been on for a while, but we're not going to forget. I know this is a Mekas plan, but we're not going to forget. <laughs> we are going to talk about FPL for a quick second. As you guys obviously know, we have our boss of the season here. So we always like to talk FPL with him. So, Mekas, what are the things that you're thinking of, you're doing going into next season to improve um, your season, improve your team? I need to address a few things now, please, if you guys don't mind. I know that you guys have been circulating this bad air, this bad energy around me of negativity, of failure, of poor performances of 19 points, right? So what, what I need you guys to know, what I need you guys to know is that he that tries to shake the trunk of a tree 
merely shakes himself. <laughs> you guys, I am untouchable. I know my football acumen is higher than everybody. Everybody in our chat, everybody in the league, when it comes to soccer IQ, I mean, if you guys know me, you guys know that I know the game. I know the game. I know the game. So, ultimately, what I'm saying is this, Dolapo, you've asked me a good question. What are my plans going into the season? You think you're smart. You want to know the tricks. I'm not going to give them to you. But let me say this. I am finishing, and I'm saying this right now, Dolapo, what's today's date? 8.31, right? 8.31, the time is 8.49. I'm saying this right now. Mark it, George, write it down. Kerry, write it down. Dolapo, write it down. I'm not about to waste my time. I am finishing first in FPL this season. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Let me just ask him. So, if this does not happen, Mm. what what do we say? Because right now... Kerry, Kerry, Kerry. Look at Dolapo. Dolapo, did I not tell you that Bayern will beat Leon (laughs) 3-0? Did I not tell you that Bayern win the Champions League? Well, let's, not, let's, let's not do this. Let's not do this. You're right. You're right. Let us move on. George, you're right. Anyways, I'd like to like shout out um the 20, 20 coaches that made it to the head-to-head. Uh, Akiwi, Chibi, Waz, Dolapo, Moyo, repping the Nigerian flag. We have Winfred, Jake, David, Uwula, and Weezy, repping the Ghanaian flag. Then we have Paten, Enyonam. Maria Tuck, Brian, Hoff, Leo Pep, Rookie, Josh, Zoto, and Daniel. Those are two, the top 20 coaches that are going to be in the head-to-head. We relegated two coaches. We relegated Daniel Okoesi. The consultant a lot talks about Arsenal. If you know him, you know him. And then we relegated a guy that said he's just going to win the league. The guy that got 19 points, two. Twice, the guy that was the, at the bottom of the league, the guy that finished 19th on the head-to-head, Emeka Egede. So we, we relegated those two guys, and then those are the top 20 coaches going into the head-to-head. So I just wanted to make that announcement. Very, very good, very good announcement. Thank you so much for that. Um, I, I think we'll talk more about FPL next episode, right before the season actually starts. Um. I know I'm excited because I have my team set. I'm ready to do big things this season. Um, I hope you guys have successful seasons as well. Um, and Mika has had his tricks, so we'll just have to find out as the season goes along. Don't want to know about it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's do last words real quick. Let's, let's end the episode. George, I'll start with you. I know you just talked, but any last words? Oh, uh, My last words will go to Rookie. Rookie, I don't know what I need to do. I don't know what I have to do. I don't know why he chose Was. I don't like. I have everything that a woman wants in a man. I mm-hmm. cannot understand why he chose Was, man. I feel heartbroken. I cannot sleep. I've been tearing up. I'm depressed. I might need to go see a therapist. But hey, it is what it is. But I don't think this is how you get the girl. <laughs> I'm just putting it. I'm just putting it out there, rookie. Just, just, just give me a call. You know, just like let's talk. You know, I'm, I'm down for that. Thank you. Mm, okay. Very, very nice. Emeka, last words. Yeah, I have a couple last words, man. First of all, I mean, last season I know I left my I let my fans down. Um, my performance in FPL were not stellar, as they often are. 
have a plan going forward comparable to that of the do 7 is the do 7 plan you guys don't know this yet it will be issued in the article coming but um i would like to say this uh kerry george there was something my uncle used to say one day somebody did a a, a chore for my uncle and the value of what he did was about 2000 naira and the person tried to charge my uncle 4000 naira so that what my uncle said to that man that day i have held so close to my heart hmm. what he said was and i quote he looked at the man dead in the eyes he said let me tell you something i am afraid of god i am not afraid of you hmm. so Ultimately, I want you guys to know that I am only afraid of God. I am not afraid of any one of you. Any oh, one of you that yeah. feel that come and belittle me, that that drag my name, mm. I am not afraid of any of you. I am a fearless man. I am a fearless man. <laughs> very, very, very good to know. Very good to know. Wax, last words. Yeah. Um. My last words... Uh, towards, you know, people that think that Lionel is coming to Manchester City to retire. Lionel clearly is a very motivated football player. He's 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 trying to challenge himself once more. He clearly wants to come and play good football and win. So, players at 33, they may take the MLS route, they may take the Qatari route, they may take other routes. But not Messi. Messi is not other players. Messi is a special one. Still hungry to play at the topmost level. Still hungry to win the biggest competitions. And that's why he's angling himself for this move. So let's not say that Messi is coming to retire. That is an abomination. He's coming to win things. He's coming to do things. He's coming to ball out. And uh, it will be a pleasure to see him play in the Premier League if the teams can get it done. Very very nicely said, and I, I do think that um, there's a little bit of a parallel between Messi and Zlatan just in terms of their age, and if it was to come to the EPL, I think I don't think it would be a disappointment, just like Zlatan was not a disappointment. And I mean, you can't spell, can't spell Lionel without Lion, right? So, okay, the guy is a Lion. Nice one, Popo. <laughs> Thanks for being on the episode, guys. Uh, and we'll, we'll catch you next week before the season starts.